On today's show, Robbie Callen is back. We have more over-unders, this time with the Atlantic Division, and we're getting under the wire before, hopefully, the Damian Lillard sweepstakes comes to an end. We'll get into all of that and more on the way. You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1557 of the Lots on Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland, coming to you on a Wednesday. And we're getting in under the wire here, as I referenced in the cold open on today's podcast. You might notice at the same time, or around the same time, I should say, as this podcast, I also posted the Central Division over-unders with my friend Robbie Cowan and I. Robbie's back for this podcast as well, talking about the Atlantic Division. I was going to hold the Atlantic for one more day, but... Because of all the Damian Lillard rumors and that saga is seemingly going to be heating up in the coming hours and days. I want to get it posted because teams like, for instance, Toronto or even Philadelphia could be involved, that kind of thing. So I'm uh, not really able to hold these as long as I wanted to. So I'm dropping both of them at the same time. Part one, basically, of course, Central Division. Part two is this podcast you're listening to right now on the Atlantic. And uh, plenty of overall fun to get into with the over-unders across the league. We also did the Western Conference last week, basically, in Three different parts. I've also talked to Ben Ladner of Read and React and other podcast fame about the Hawks in recent days. We'll have much more content coming in the coming days. And again, Media Day is less than a week away as well. So please stay tuned. Please then, uh, you know, tell a friend about the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. But a little bit of a PSA at the top of the podcast because I wasn't intending to drop these podcasts back to back. But here we are, part one on the Central, part two on the Atlantic. And here we go on the Atlantic Division. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Locked on Hawks podcast. I am joined once again by Robbie Cowan. Robbie, hello, sir. It's Atlantic Division time. Let's get to it. Let us dive right in. The Boston Celtics at the top of the Atlantic once again. 54 and a half wins is the number at FanDuel Sportsbook. They had a pretty big change by Celtic standards. They've been kind of the same rough team the last couple of years. They've been Quite good, of course, but they add Porzingis as the headliner. They add around him with some supplemental guys like Delano Banton's there and O'Shea Brissett's there, etc. They lose Marcus Smart and Grant Williams. They also mm-hmm. lose two Hawks legends from the roster at the end of the year, Mike Muscala and Danilo Gallinari, who never played a game for them. But hey, he's not there anymore. Uh, 57 wins last year for Boston, which is higher than this number. But of course, this is a pretty big change. I don't know. I actually don't know what you think about this. How, what did you make of that? And like, it's not, at a bare minimum, it feels like they've added some uncertainty that wasn't there before. Definitely added some uncertainty. I get the move because it last year in the playoffs, it was very clear that they needed some offensive upgrades come playoff time. The concern, of course, is you definitely changed how high your floor is because Porzingis is, I mean, he already has a plantar fasciitis issue right now. As we speak, uh, he missed the World Cup because of it. So you are bringing in the guy who played, I think, the most games since his second or third year uh, in New York last year. Um, Was great for Washington. He is a dynamic offensive playmaker. He is a good rim protector at the four next to Robert Williams or Al Horford. Um, You basically have three, like, good bigs now, which they did not have previously. Um, they were stre- – you know, Grant Williams is good, but the problem with Grant in Boston 
Like Grant in Dallas gives them something they don't have. Grant in Boston was just like, what if Al Horford was worse? They also just stopped uh, playing him inexplicably for like right because of yeah, like it, th- clearly something wasn't working there. But I get it, and clearly they believe in Derek White. Uh, oh yeah, and he is now the guy. He is now the starting point guard. He has taken over for Marcus Smart. He was what second team all defense last year. Like they they clearly believe he can basically replace what Marcus does on the floor, do certain things better in terms of orchestrating an offense and doing less of the Marcus smart stuff. They um, also have serious injury. I mean, the Brogdon injury concerns that basically foiled that trade yep. didn't just go away. No like, Brogdon. And he's even more emphasis on Derek white and Brogdon's not happy. They tried to trade him. Which like, I understand. <laughs> don't blame him. He was basically traded. That, that deal was going to happen. He was. He, yeah. He was going to go to LA and then he wasn't, uh, it's yeah, it's weird. Um, like if you told me Porzingis plays sixty games, this isn't over because yeah. they're going to be very good. Okay, let's let's have a a very quick philosophical conversation. Yeah, please. I have a hard time with an over fifty four and a half on just about anyone. Yeah, I think the Bucks in the I've modern NBA before. in the modern the NBA bu- the Bucks like, I've gone over before. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's not, I'm but not it's, it's got to be a special. But it's it's hard to get there yeah. for me. And I think Boston just has a couple of too many uncertainties. Not that they couldn't do this, but oh, like as far as like, I just don't, I, I almost didn't even consider the over. It was like, I, do I want to give out the under or just pass? And it was like, I think I'm going to pass. I, it's a pass for me for sure. Again, because like you can, I can absolutely see how they run it back to 57 again next year. Sure. Um, but kind of like we've said, we said on the, on the um, central, like you kind of have to believe there's a six or seven win over like potential mm-hmm. and 61 wins would be a lot uh and hard to get to so and they, and they could they could do it like and they basically could. one team a year kind of does that last year nobody did it in the whole league yeah that was the weird thing but it's they been were, like one team for the last several years that generally yeah. on average does that kind of thing it's just hard to figure out who's going to be i mean it was phoenix a couple years ago boston's done it but it's like missoula honestly other thing is like do we know missoula we still don't know missoula is good we just we just don't yeah, I mean, fine, I, don't, I, I don't worry about him too much regular season-wise. Um, it is interesting, though, because we also don't know how much this impacts them in terms of giving up for games in the regular season. Because, like, Marcus Smart's the kind of guy that, like, makes everybody play hard. Yeah. And, like, demand – and, like, he'll be on Jalen Brown's ass, like, in the huddle in January against <laughs> – Indiana, right? Yeah, like, you're now missing that. He, he, is, he's been their guy. He's been their kind of you like know, local guy. He's the guy that was. I mean, and like, they were always like, oh, you know, is there tension? Is there whatever? But like, he had the respect to get on the stars. Like, yeah. he was the guy who could kind of be like, hey, like, you're not on it. Like, you need to get it together here. And he would do that against the Hornets in March. Like. That's missing. That's big for a win total that's this high. Yep. All of that. And so that's why I said, like, I still think if Porzingis played a bunch, they probably go over. He was really good last year. Like, I've never met a huge Porzingis guy. He was very good last year. He was great last year. And I think the things that he's not great at are mitigated here. Agreed. All of that works really well. Yeah. In my my opinion. I think I I see how it all works. I think come postseason time, if he's healthy – this is a better team than it was in the playoffs last year, which is all they should care about. 
but yes, there are questions for the regular season. Um, I think it's just a strong stay away from me at 54 and a half. Yeah. Probably would... a lean under, but I don't, I, I also like, I know that this is just really good basketball team and I'm scared enough of we've been wrong. Me, me and you have been wrong enough about Jason Tatum in our history that we should just probably yep. just stop. That's uh, oh, I, I have stopped. So, I mean, he's, he's very good. He's just, um, great. and so and look, we should they, just they've probably won just... at this level. Uh, what two of the last four years, they would have beaten this number. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah. It is, they got a good chance at it. It's, they do. it is a lot. And there are, like you said, there's just a lot more questions about this team than we've had in a while. And that's why I would pass, Robbie, yeah, at the end of the day. Enough. Today's show is brought to you by DoorDash. If you are like me at all, you might like the convenience of having stuff that you actually need or want sent directly to your door. And with DoorDash grocery delivery, you can sign up for the week ahead or order your last minute cravings with convenience. You've already been trusted DoorDash in the past to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get the grocery delivery that you want to as well. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll actually find the best in your neighborhood and to boost your local economy with each and every order. you get exactly what you ordered or no doubt will also make it right for you. You sit back and enjoy the quality groceries just like you pick them out yourself. If you want even more value, save on all the grocery or restaurant orders you might look for with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders if you have a Dash Pass membership. And they have easy substitutions right in the app, best-in-class customer support, and DoorDash delivers groceries to you exactly how you want them. And... 50% off is coming your way on your first order with DoorDash, up to $20 in value when you use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. 50% off, up to $20 with no minimum subtotal and $0 delivery fees on your first order when downloading the DoorDash app right now in the App Store after the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. One more time, the promo code is LOCKEDONNBA, 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Okay, let's move on to a team that we have all kinds of questions about, and that's Philadelphia. Philadelphia is at 48 and a half wins at FanDuel right now. That feels like kind of a middle ground um, because we don't know about Harden. Uh, And that's obviously that makes it hard, but there is a number. FanDuel has a number. For a while, they didn't even have a number. They kind of punted like they did with Portland still, but Philly has a number. Uh, They made some changes. Uh, Kelly Oubre was a late signing that might Mm -hmm. help them. They brought in couple of old guys, Danny Green and Pat Bev are there. Uh, Mo Bamba is there, which I had forgotten about, honestly. Um, they lost George Niang and Shake Milton, Jalen McDaniels, yep. and uh, old pal Dwayne Dedman, no longer in Philadelphia either. Uh, 54, 54 wins last year yep. uh, with relative health from Embiid. Harden mm-hmm. played two-thirds of the season or so. Mm-hmm. I said with Ben Ladner last week on the show, I'm a little scared about Philly uh, in general. Uh, because Embiid's been healthy, but you know he's a, he's a risk. And if Harden isn't Harden and not plugged mm-hmm. in and playing, uh, the rest of the roster is not terribly impressive to mm-hmm. me. Uh, so I don't know what you think, but like this number is in a weird kind of weird zone at forty eight and a half. This is a super stay away for me at forty eight and a half. When we uh, a couple weeks ago, this was fifty and a half at certain places. Um, at fifty uh, and a half for me, yeah. 50 and a half, I, I like the under pretty decently. Um, at this point, it's a stay away, but I'm with you. I mean, my thing has been this entire time with the Harden situation. If they move him, they are not getting for what is apparently out there. Which is the Clippers, mostly. Which is the Clippers, and they're not getting a point guard back for him. Nope. Because Clippers don't have one. Harden was the only guy that you trust to move the ball properly and to yeah. set up Embiid and to get the ball to Joel where he wants it. I mean, I, I've done this rant, I think three times on this, on these podcasts already, 
But if you don't have a point guard to set up a big man, his efficiency and efficacy. Just passing in general. Down. They don't have a lot of passers. Like Harden's a great uh, passer. Harden's an not. elite table setter. And Maxi is not that. I, I like Tyrese Maxi a lot. Tobias Harris is good, but like he's still weird in this situation. Mm-hmm. I, I just, yeah, man, it, it's, it's weird. I, I also like, everybody's like, Oh, like they upgraded going from doc rivers to Nick nurse. And I'm like, are, I don't are know. We about sure. That. Yeah. Are we like, I, Doc has his quirks, but he's a good regular season coach. Are we, are we sure? Like Nick nurse is really that good. No. I'm not. I'm okay. Not. I just want to be sure. Like I'm not off my rocker here. Well, it, it's uh, also the, it's also the doc for obvious reasons. Doc has had some playoff challenges. Yeah. But like, yeah, I think doc objectively is underrated now. in the yes. season. I think doc is a proven, like not quite, he's not on buds level, but like, as far as like getting teams to win basketball games, he's been good at that. For he's a long time. Nick nurse, like, I, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, just <laughs> not, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just not high on Nick yeah. Nurse as a like elite. I think NBA it's more we, just, we, just, we just don't know. Obviously, he won, he won a title, and that 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 carries a lot of weight. But we, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think we know much. About I just, yeah, I just don't. I mean, like, I just haven't been impressed by. Look, we talk about all these Raptors guys that they're trying to trade, and how great they are, and like they can't win more. They they are like a 500 team. At best, well, recently we're going to get to them later on in this podcast. So it's like, yes. why can't you maximize your guys? And now you're going to go to another roster that doesn't have a lot of clear fits, and you're going to tell me that this is the guy that's going to maximize everybody. And, and maybe, maybe it will work. We we just don't. I, I think it's much more of a question mark. I don't. Than it is. Any I just. I, I just. I just see people talking about this like it's a clear upgrade, and I just don't see it, especially I, in the, I, especially regular season. But yeah. like I just I just haven't I haven't figured out like I'm like am I crazy like people just people just sour on Doc and I, I get why it's just that there is the reality of what Doc has been in the 82 games which is what we're talking about again on this podcast yeah. not the playoffs regular season right. uh, anyway there's some uncertainty there Look, if, if Harden if Harden was there and we knew he was going to try uh-huh. this would, this would be an over and the number, then by the way the number the number would be higher the number yes. would not be forty it would be uh, yeah it would it would be fifty if, if Harden had just opted in with no strife at all. The number would be in the fifties, yep. but because I mean, of it was all of that, two weeks ago, even with it, correct. So that's I, that's why it's a stay away for me. I think clear. it sounds like one for you. Yeah, uh, simple simple principles. Just stay away from all this catastrophe. Uh, yeah. Don't he, don't be don't be financially invested in the Sixers. Uh, <laughs> I know too many Sixers. I know too many Sixers fans to know that you shouldn't be emotionally invested yeah. in the Sixers either. Probably but not. like, that's fine. All set. Fandom's a disease. It is what it is. Okay. Let us talk about the New York Knicks. The Knicks have a number of 45 and a half. Slight oh, juice wow. To the that's, got, that's gotten way up. Yeah, it juiced to the under a little bit. But uh, I think people uh, are going on my line of thinking of like, if you take a look at this, there's no reason this number should not no. be this number. That was 43 and a half. It's, and that that was, was, that's way too much. Sam, Sam and I, I, was, not, I think that was our, that was our like yeah. condo steamer. Again, again, you're moving lines. Um, but no, I, I think – the Knicks just didn't do anything in the offseason for the most part, except for they basically swapped not not directly, o- but they, they swapped OB for Dante, Dante DiVincenzo, and that's a whatever you want to think about that. But they also importantly, once they got Josh Hart, they, they were good. awesome. Yeah, and for the full season, they won forty seven games. Yeah, 
And it was a real point differential at that level. So like short of, and like injuries aren't that big of a question for New York because they have, they're more of a depth team. They're not not like a stars and scrubs team. I know Jalen Brunson's got a lot of helium right now. He's probably overrated at this point. Um, I love love Jalen Brunson. They also play like. It's tips. They're going to grind. They grind. They also play a style like they don't have any guys that play a style that's like super conducive to injuries. Like I talk about this a lot with like, there are guys like John Morant, Anthony Davis who kind of fly around and just like can fall a lot, fall a lot and put themselves in harm's Embiid even um, who's just like always on the ground. And like the Knicks don't have a lot of guys like Brunson isn't like an explosive no, like athlete going to the rim or anything like he's not going to be in the air crashing to the ground a lot like he's gonna he's a crafty point guard scorer um when it comes to getting inside the paint julius randall same thing like he's just kind of floor, like a more floor bound type of guy um rj barrett is probably their most explosive rj barrett and Mays quickly are explosive but like they no. don't play it in the same way, like careening. In... The Look, arguments, okay. The arguments the against team. Yeah, they're they're deep. Uh, again, I think people have kind of forgotten about the Josh Hart piece, but they were like they were really very. Good with Josh. It was side. They were very good with Josh Hart. Really good and well, he's a really good uh, player, and he's the exact type of player that they needed. I generally do not buy this Knicks team as a contending thread in the East. No, I just don't. I don't think that. But could they win fifty games? Sure. Yeah. Look, here's uh, the thing. Like, this is not. As always, this is not a playoff conversation. Same There's thing not. we said about the Cavs. Like this who, is not who the a, Knicks who the Knicks beat in the playoffs. The Knicks beat. Uh, I mean, look, here's the thing. I've just come around to the fact that Julius Randle is going to be good in regular seasons. Like he's a catastrophe come playoff time. Well, but and, 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 as Hawks fans know very well from that series a couple years yeah. ago. And uh, last I mean, like he's just bad in the playoffs, but he's really good in the regular season. That's all we care about for this. For this, exactly. Uh this is one of those things where uh, at 45 and a half, it's less exciting than it was at 43 and a half. 43 and a half, I would have definitely said over. Smashed. I still lean over here. Yep. Um, I don't, I'm not terribly excited about the Knicks, like big picture, but like, no, but they're, just a, good, they're just a good basketball team. Yeah. And like, like you said, like they're deep. Um, I don't like, trust I like, I like adding, I like adding Dante. He's good. That's not, and like he makes more sense for what they want to do than Obi Toppin. Like, I, they don't play the same position. The, the but Villanova like, Mafia now? With, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, if you are a CAA client or a Villanova guy, you will be uh, getting a call from Leon. Rose. Back to the Knicks at some point. But okay, we're, we're going over uh, less enthusiasm than we, might, than we would have had a couple of uh, weeks ago, but still an over on the Knicks at 45 and a half. The other team in the city of New York is the Brooklyn Nets, 37 and a half. I was surprised by Ben Lather's enthusiasm for the Nets on on a podcast recently. Um, I I don't share that enthusiasm. I need Uh, need the pitch here because I I don't don't see it. It's okay. Uh, I I don't really either, but uh, it's almost easier to kind of just name the guys that are on this team. Uh Um, But they they did add Lonnie Walker, which is a a nice little signing. They brought Dennis Smith Jr., who was actually pretty good last year. He was a good good backup backup point guard. Um, But they lose a bunch of guys. Patty Mills now in Atlanta, of course. Seth Curry, Joe Harris. But their starting five is probably Dinwiddie, Bridges, Cam Johnson, Dory Finney-Smith, and Nick Claxton. That's their best five. Mm -hmm. Pretty good, pretty decent five. Mm -hmm. Uh, Beyond that, though, it's a little bit dicey. Uh, Royce Royce O'Neal's taking a step back. Um, 
Dennis Smith, Lionel Walker, Sorry. Ben Simmons, uh, Dayron Sharp, uh, your your Not guy, good. your your guy, Cam Thomas. Um, That's right, Hooper, Hooper, uh, Hooper. But like, okay, it's. Not quite as bad as the Wizards, where you just can't look at anything from last year. But like, this is a totally different team than yep. it was for most of last season. They went eleven and thirteen post All Star break, mm-hmm. but the numbers were worse than that on the on the margins. And they also included Mikael Bridges making every shot for two months. I don't know, man. I I, I lean under, but mm-hmm. I at least will acknowledge they have some good players. Yeah, it's a lean under, no play though, because uh, we don't know like what if any like. I'm done even bothering trying to project what Ben Simmons is in terms of oh. the positive impact. I, I, like, I project nothing for Ben Simmons. Nothing. And ben I also, well, the thing I, is Ben, he played half the year last year. Like, like people act like Ben Simmons also just like sat out another year. He played half the season. He just wasn't very good. Huh. Um, he wasn't like a catastrophe, but he just wasn't a super impactful guy. Yeah. And I, so I, it's we just should, like, we should, we should do a poll on this to ask people like uh, basically how many games do you think Ben Simmons played last year? And I think people would not know the answer was 42. He played more than half of the year by one game, but like but still, it's, it's kind of wild. Uh, uh, no, yeah, so it's, also it's, they could make trades. Brooklyn's could, also like the ultimate team this year. That's like even big picture, like directionally, we don't really know what they're mm-hmm. trying to do. Like, there's been rumors about Dorian Finney-Smith being available in trade. He's not really a guy you trade if you're trying to win because no. like he's a he's a valuable role player. Well, tell uh, Dallas that. Yeah, well, but Dallas tried to get at least Dallas tried to swing. Well, you get a star, yes. You know, they, yeah, I, I get. get I at least I get understood that. I don't, it's just love fine. It, but we also, but, but we saw like if you trade Dorian Finney-Smith, you, you probably won't. You don't trade player. him to try to get better. Um. So yeah. Uh. I, honestly, this might be my biggest shrug on the entire board. I I don't know what Brooklyn looks like this year, but they could Actually, be okay. I just they don't could particularly be fine. Care. But like again, like when we're talking about like what's their high level outcome, I don't see much that's above like a five hundred team. Strong agree on that. And I mean, so that's why it's a lean under for me. Is like maybe, maybe get, there maybe are they, outcomes maybe. where they win thirty, they're like thirty one games. There are that exists definitely. Uh, like Mikhail is like all time healthy. Agreed. Um, but Cam Thomas, I'm sorry, Cam Johnson is Cam not. Johnson is not. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is not. Um, Should we talk about uh, Spencer's lob throwing at some point in the podcast? Oh my gosh, I can't. One of our wait. favorite topics, Spencer. Spencer Dinwiddie. Please, if you ever watch a Nets game, like the one thing you should try to watch is if Spencer Dinwiddie throws tries to throw an alley oop, because there's like an eighty percent chance that it won't be within the zip code of the guy he's throwing it to. It is especially jarring when you cover the team that Trey Young plays for, and he might be the best lob thrower I've ever <laughs> yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's especially jarring when you watch all 82 games of Trey Young and then you right. turn and then you off, watch Spencer like, Dinway throw one over the over the backboard. What is happening here? Spencer anyway. threw a couple in the playoffs that were amazing. At amazing like, concept. At like Nick Claxton's knees, and then he threw one <laughs> that would like hit the top corner of the backboard. And it truly incredible stuff. Uh perfect. Glad, That's per- glad perfect spot to leave that alone. I'm glad we I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, no, lean lean under, but like, yeah, nobody knows what the Nets are. Lean under and shrug. Okay, final final team in the Atlantic, the Toronto Raptors. We, we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, the the big swap there is losing Van Vliet and bringing in genuine old pal Dennis Schroeder, your guy. Uh, <laughs> got, uh, got, got, got a, a long a long history with my guy. Uh, they they got Grady Dick, who I like, but it's going to be a rookie. rookie. So rookies are not. Always great. Uh, They won 41 games last year. That's correct. And that's with pushing very, very hard on minutes for Stockholm, Van Vliet, OG, Scotty Barnes, even Gary Trent. 
Um, this number's gone down. I think it was 37 and a half. Now it's 36 and a half. Um, yeah. I, I am out on the Raptors. I'm just out. Um, big picture. I, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, I assume they're going to keep trying to maybe evaluate Siakam trades. He doesn't want to be traded as I've covered endlessly on this podcast about the Hawks. Siakam's people, I've heard from them. I don't know if Robbie has. Uh, they are getting the word out. He does not want to be traded, period. And Atlanta's not where he wants to be. All these things. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that means for now, because, like, is there a world where they just, like, do the same thing again and win 38 games? Yes. Sure there is. Yes. Uh, if you make I will believe, this. I will, I will believe Masai makes the big trade when he does. Can we – so here's the thing. Here's my issue with – Messiah is in the Boston Danny Ainge zone for me. He's where just not ever doing anything, he's just going to sit well, here and hold. So here's the thing: is like I think he is so obsessed with this idea that he always wins the trade that he will not make the move unless he clearly thinks he's going to win the trade immediately in the public eye. And that was Danny Ainge's thing forever, and kind of still is. Like he just objectively like won the Gobert and and, and yeah. the Mitchell trades in terms of the value he got for them. John Collins trade. They John Collins trade. John like he's just he's just gotten better at like identifying the suckers. I think um, than maybe Masai has, but like I think he's just gotten in the space where like he is terrified of trading OG. Or trading Pascal, and obviously Pascal is a unique case because, like you said, he does he also just doesn't want to be traded. But like OG, and he has, and he has an expiring contract. OG, like, kind of just has made it clear he, like, by all accounts, doesn't really love his situation. He just changed. He just changed agents. Changed agents again. Yeah, and so, so it's just like he doesn't want to be there, but you still can't trade him because you think he should be traded at a level that, like, they want like the Donovan Mitchell package for OG Ananobi, despite the fact that OG Ananobi does not have the pedigree or the successes on the court that Donovan Mitchell has. It's not happening. And And so we could do a whole rapper's pocket. It's just the fact that bringing it back to this year, like the the, the current team as constructed, right? They're worse than they were a year ago. Like Dennis was really good for for LA in the playoffs. He's not as good as Fred Van We could be objective about that. And last year's team, were fairly healthy and they got a lot from their best guys and um, they were really, really pushing their best guys to play a lot. We have a coaching change here too. The Nick Nurse way. Yeah. We have a coaching change here too that I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. We don't know anything about this guy. Nothing, which is, it's not necessarily a pro or a con. It's It's just, again, like I I, I already did my Nick, is Nick Nurse good question earlier in the podcast, but he does play his best guys a ton. He does, which, which leads to winning more. And um, okay. They could. The Dame thing is funny because it seems like Dame does not want to go to Toronto from what's been reported. Um, I'll I'll ask it this way: What's more likely to you? Toronto makes a trade that makes them better, or a trade that makes them worse for this season? Probably worse. I think so too. Probably worse. Um, Like trading, like honestly, them trading Siakam at any point in the next five months is going to make them worse. Yep. For this, for the present, not for the future yep. necessarily, but for the present. Like, yep. let's just say the Hawks, the one offer they got reported from the Hawks was Hunter, Hunter, Hunter Griffin, and some other stuff, yeah. right? That yeah. would have made Toronto markedly worse in the short yes. term. Yep. So, th- that kind of deal, all that said, like, I, you couldn't, I wouldn't bet the over on Toronto with your money. I just, there's no way. I would no. not do it. Also, can we, speaking of Masai's whole thing, um, can we talk about the fact that he just kept signing wings this summer? 
Like all their free agent acquisitions were more more wings. I just I don't. We I need don't. like like somebody needs to make an intervention. They got. On. I mean, they got McDaniel's. That was a decent signing for them. Uh, Who's he play? like? They got McDaniel's. They got. Um, they sent somebody else. Some Garrett Temple. Wing. Yeah, Garrett Temple. Uh, they they also. I mean, Will Barton was cooked. They they lost Will Barton. I, I just don't like. We'll, we'll sign off soon, I promise. I, I, I'm not a believer in Precious Achua. Uh, I mean, Jaka Pearl is a good player, and he's there for. I mean, one of the, I guess, one of the arguments in favor of Toronto is that he's there all Full year season. this year. Yeah, that's helpful. But like, yeah. Jaka Pearl is just like a league average starting center. He's a fine player, but he's not going to change. Good, really good defender, but like, yeah. they've got a lot of really. I, I just they they couldn't sh- also they couldn't space the floor last year, and they Ooh. swapped Fred VanVleet for Dennis Schroeder. And they have a full season of Yaka Pirtle, who makes Clint Capella look like, look like, he, like, like he can shoot. So, like, what? what I mean, they, they don't have any shooting. I mean, I, I know they have Grady Dick. That was a that was a pick I liked. But Grady Dick's a rookie man. Like he's a he's a one and great, one. Great, Grady Dick, ten three point attempts a game. I mean, incoming. Maybe. I need maybe it. He should. They should honestly. They should it's not, start him and just have him jack. Rookies stink, and they should still play Grady Dick a lot because him and him and Gary Trent are the only guys that can shoot on this team. Dude, Scotty it's... Barnes, like I, people don't people don't know that I, I'm not a I'm not a Scotty Barnes guy. Do it, I'm do not, it. No, it's do fine. It. I'm not. Get out I'm there. Barnes guy. Uh, but like, if, you know, he he doesn't help your shooting at the very he least. Does not help you. Him and Siakam and OG together is not a formula that works. It just no. doesn't. There's, there's not enough spacing, or I, I, yeah, I get I'm, it. The same thing I, is I just, funny, but anyway, Toronto. I'm 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 not high on the Raptors. Where, but, where, how, how do you feel on this take? Masai Ujiri is just Billy Knight with a ring. Uh, as you and I well know, Billy Knight was just a, was just a, a, ahead of the curve. He was, was he was ahead of his time. Uh, Billy Knight made one made one catastrophic draft pick, and that was that's it. If, if Billy if Billy had not passed on Chris Paul, Billy would be right. seen in a different light and that's okay and look right. that was about his time though that was he saw the future he genuinely saw the future of the nba he did he was he was right he in a lot of ways he was he was he was right in a lot of ways he was ready uh but let's yeah, get no, Toronto, toronto's just we, built a we worse, under <laughs> worse version of the thunder uh yeah going back to our, our principles before we sign off yeah i i can't really see toronto winning 45 games uh, they could get 30, 38, 39. Unless they get, like, unless they get Dame and he plays. Yeah, if they, if they get Dame. Which is a 0.1% outcome. If you want to wait till opening night to bet to bet this, to make sure they don't have Dame or if Dame gets traded somewhere else. But, like, you know, I would I would lean under at the very least on the Raptors. Agree. I just don't want to, again, Sorry, a, Raptors team fans. I, a team I don't like to be invested in. The Toronto Raptors. I got uh, a lot of uh, Raptors fans that listen to the podcast when I talk about. Seattle. Oh, this is, oh God, Masai's the new Billy Knight is going to be a good one. Then it's going to go well. Hi, Katie. Can't wait. Um, well, Can't wait. Thank you, Robbie, for being here. As always, we have one of more of these. I don't know how we're going to do the Hawks because you know I, we can't do it. We can't do the Hawks in five minutes. That's not going to happen. So uh, maybe anyway. we'll do two more. Maybe we'll do maybe we'll do the Southeast and then we'll do the Hawks. Southeast we'll do the Hawks. seven anyway, of these. Perhaps we'll do that. But anyway, please. Uh, Remind folks if they're new to the podcast where they can find the rest of all of your offerings. Uh, yep, Uprox Sports, dimemag.com. The Twitter handle is below. The podcast is the podcast for college football betting if you are really weird, uh, <laughs> like Brad, and it's like great. that. Um, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. There you go. Ready Please to go. subscribe to this podcast. Yes. And 
That's number one on the agenda, of course. <laughs> but also read dimemag.com, uprocks.com slash sports, all those fun things. Yeah. And uh, we'll see everybody next time.